Hey guys, this is Shandon Autumn with the Dream Zine and GRadio.ca. I am here today with Aphrodite post Shambhala 2018. Let's get right into it. Do you have any upcoming shows or releases? I am doing Burning Man. That's a week after next. Um, there's six shows there. Apart from that, I've got the usual kind of batch of festivals and clubs that I do every year um, and, and all the time. I've got a trip to Columbia coming up, um, and I'm back in the USA for Halloween. Music-wise, I am back in the studio, and I'm dabbling with things and making uh, and making stuff to play out again, which is great. How did you end up getting your song Stalker in uh, the movie Human Traffic? The producer of the movie just hit me up, and he really loved King of the Beats. And he said, uh, oh, oh, can we use King of the Beats? I said, yes, no problem. And he came back and he showed me the scene. And I, uh, and, and I thought the scene was absolutely bonkers, the way they were <laughs> dancing about. I thought, that was, it just looks hilarious. <laughs> and then he said, rather than use King of the Beats, have you got anything new you're working on? And at the time, I was working on Stalker. And I said, how about this? And they said, I oh, love it. Let's put that in the movie. So they did. <laughs> It's such a, a cool scene too. I, I absolutely love that movie and how they've gone and it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, it's, it's made a classic tune of the record. Um, I, that record would never have been, you know, it would, it would never have had the success that it's had had it not been for that movie scene. And um, speaking of success, what would you say was maybe the primary factor to to you being able to tour? worldwide and to your success now oh well you know still being relevant 20 years or even 25 years um from from when i was producing music that was a lot of it is down to the fact that i'm i'm luckily my style of production and probably because i was just so pedantic on doing things I know the people I work with used to get a bit frustrated by it in that I was meticulous everything had to be sound absolutely 100% perfect it had to be mixed down perfectly um, no two bars or no two phrases must ever be the same hmm. so as the tune progresses over six minutes nothing is ever repeated and I was meticulous doing doing that um, and, and that made for my tunes and the tracks I made they had a really long longevity you know so people whereas some people would make music and it would be here and released and then you couldn't play it a month later um, my tracks fell into the category of you could play it and you could keep playing it and you can keep playing it and playing it so um, I, was really, I was really lucky for that a lot of classic tunes and I had a lot of chart hits in the UK How long would you say it usually takes you to make an average length song? A week. A week, kind of thinking about it, probably hours in the studio, 48. You kind of like, you know, you have to walk away and then go back and listen to a bit of it and then start it again and, you know, sometimes you get stuck on things or sometimes you spend three hours working on something to walk back in and go, do you know what, I don't like it, did shit all and start again. <laughs> do you have a most memorable moment from when you've performed? Um, oh wow, oh, there are so many. Um, I probably, you know, the first year I did Glastonbury Festival, it was pretty amazing, because that was the first time I'd really played in front of a 
big, big, enormous crowd. Mm. And um, I felt pressured. It was the it was a Sunday night or the Saturday night. I was the last on and um, on, on, in, in, in the kind of dance tent. And the dance tent, it was the largest marquee in the world with all the sides rolled up. And there was a huge crowd of 20 to 30,000 people. It was enormous. And I was... Uh, Still playing vinyl, when I came up to play my first record, I was back to back with uh, Mickey Finn. He DJed in front of big crowds before, but I hadn't, and uh, I was shaking like a leaf putting my first record off. Do you want to touch a little bit about the starting of Aphrodite Recordings? Yeah, I mean that was my outlet for the for the first uh, records that I made. Um, that was, I think, 1993, I think I started after live recordings. And um, it was just the label that I started. I started it roughly the same time, or a bit after Ram Records. And um, we had the same distribution company. And I, I just remember, I mean, they were, they were the integral part of getting the records everywhere they could, because that was their job. They had to sell records. And my was to make as best record as I can and let them have it you know and, and, and then just release it it was all it was all organic at that time there wasn't that much you know I wasn't pouring money into promotion and all this kind of stuff um, as a label you know you would do stuff uh, tracks would become good tracks because people liked it and they bought it really a, a classic record is only a classic record because loads of people like it and those are people who want to play it, and and there's no amount of promotion could change that. You can't make a bad tune good. Do you know what I mean? Thanks so much for tuning in. That was Aphrodite here on gradio.ca. You can check out more from Aphrodite by going to his social sites, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. And he's also got a great website if you want to stay posted on his tour. All right, that's it for tonight. Thanks so much. Love you guys and catch you on the flip side. Mm-hmm.